Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our King, Jesus. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crypt Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great morning this morning. We're going to be talking about politics today and how we can have unity even through differences when it comes to political positions and what are those parameters by which we can have unity and then what are the limitations by which we can have unity. And so it used to be the case that you could be on the left or the right and we can unify around Jesus. There can be Republicans and Democrats in the same congregation dwelling together in unity and having a tongue-in-cheek kind of back and forth relationship And I'm going to argue today that that is no longer the case. Since 2016, really even before that, there have been multiple divisions that require those on the left to take positions that are absolutely anti-biblical, I mean, clearly anti-biblical, and we're going to look at three of them in particular. And then what I want to do is call for you to repent if you're on the left, if you're voting Democrat and you take that position, I want you to repent and then jump over here to the biblical side. And without necessarily talking about right or left categories, but also we're going to talk about them. Uh, jump over here to the biblical position because you don't want to be a, you don't want to be holding on to false doctrine. And then we can have unity in our application of some of the biblical principles about politics. One thing that we have to know is that politics are theological, and you can't hide your false doctrine behind your politics. And if you do, pastors need to have the courage to call it out no matter what. Let's go ahead and pray and ask the Lord's help, and then we're going to dive in. Father, we thank you for this time. We ask for blessing upon this discussion. I pray for clarity and conciseness. I want this to be helpful. And as it goes out, God, I pray for pastors that are listening in. I pray they would have the courage to call out false doctrine that is hidden behind politics. For those that have voted Democrat years and years and years and years, the older white guy in the church or uh, the black folks in the church, that they would be called out from their false doctrine and that they would there, there would be church discipline exercise to call people away from uh, positions that would lead them to say it's okay to murder a baby or it's okay for two dudes to get married. God, I pray that people would repent of the false doctrine, embrace the truth, and then we can have unity uh, together and just help us with that. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, just to remind you, we are uh, now in a series, and we're actually finishing the series up today on Romans chapter 14. We're talking about differing positions in the in the Christian faith where you can hold something personally and hold it with confidence, but also know there are going to be people in the congregation that see it a little bit differently. Here's what Romans chapter 14, verse 5 says, One person esteems one day better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Here we have a command in the scriptures to hold things personally that we may differ on the, with other people in the congregation. So it's personal dogma versus congregational dogma. It's two people that can hold to the same confession of faith, and yet in these secondary doctrines, the two doctrines mentioned are days, or like being a Sabbatarian or a non-Sabbatarian, and when it comes to food, different convictions on food in the context of Romans 14. So the question we've been trying to answer is what are these other doctrines that would qualify as similar doctrines that we can be personally convinced of and yet be open-handed with when it comes to the differing positions? Now, first, let's clear the air here and try to say, 
Okay, what what is the parameters when it comes to uh, politics to where we can have unity over our differences? And I'm going to argue that we can't have unity with Republicans and Democrats. Now, you can be a Republican and be faithful to the scriptures. You don't have to be, but you can't be a Democrat today and be faithful to the scriptures. What do I mean by that? Okay, the Democratic Party uh, embraces socialism today, the modern Democratic Party. They are all about the murder of the unborn and they have no idea what marriage is. They're LGBT everything. They're sexual, sexually perverted. And they are for the, uh, they're coming after our children. It's just absolutely clear. So maybe there's some old school Democrats that say, well, I hate that. I repudiate all that. I'm pro-life, I'm pro-marriage, and I, I don't want indoctrination, and I believe in capitalism and private property. Okay, that you might, you better make sure that you're louder with that than just announcing that you're a Democrat because it comes with so, so many different things now and meanings now. Because if, if you're an old school Democrat, you're not welcome with the 2023 Democrat. So so these big issues, like it, it, you, what, what is required to have unity in the congregation is no matter where you're at uh, politically, if you say you're an independent, you say you're a libertarian, you say you're a Republican, um, you, can, you have to believe in private property because the Bible teaches us that you shouldn't steal. You have to believe in in marriage because that's the foundation of all of society the, the marriage is as healthy as the household i mean the country is as as healthy as the household and where the household breaks down the country breaks down it's destroyed it's just all downstream so if you you have to be pro marriage and just sexual ethics from the scriptures you have to embrace that and you can't be for the murder of babies just these big three things you can't be for the murder of babies and what that means is democrats are excluded current democrats I think why pastors are terrified of talking about this is because it excludes a lot of older, older people in this country who are just the old school Democrats. And it excludes a lot of black people in this country as well, because so many black folks continue generation after generation. They continue to vote for the party that's been slaughtering them for decades. And pastors, especially white dudes, are terrified to say to black guys or people that are Christians, brothers and sisters, like, hey, what are you doing? you got to repent of that. This is antithetical to the Christian faith. This is false doctrine that you're hiding behind. You're hiding behind politics and saying, we can't touch this. We can't go there because we're a nonprofit. But brother and sisters and black pastors, many of them, not all, but many of them have just hook, line, and sinker bought into the democratic platform for years and years and years and generation after generation. And they're smarter than that. There's no excuse. Repent of that and obey the Lord by simply embracing private property pro being pro-life and being pro-marriage and not being a sexual pervert and embrace that in the public square and for all the older white folks or older people in this country they're still like oh, i'm a blue-collar democrat and i'm for the you know working class and that kind of democrat okay stop calling yourself a democrat now because the meanings have changed it just has changed you don't have to be that you don't have to be call yourself a republican that's i'm not that's not what i'm arguing here and all of this is just ramped up when it comes to political divisions have ramped up since 2016 and one of the reasons it's ramped up is because people have not just spoken with clarity to say these are theological issues folks this isn't just a pull up a political we can agree to disagree kind of thing we have to unite around the truth and then we can have our differences so what are differences then amongst a congregation you can be anything basically but a modern democrat and not anything, but uh, most things besides a modern de Democrat, as long as we embrace, like I said, these three political ideas that are dividing everyone and that's just, just evil and wicked. Uh, if you if you embrace private property, if you embrace uh, the pro-life stance, and, and if you are pro-marriage, then some of the differences we're going to have still are going to be things like libertarianism versus theonomy, or how big the federal government should be versus how small the federal government should be. Politically, should we fight for uh, or are we a voluntary union or an involuntary union? Okay, th these are conversations that we can have, 
with di differences and still come to the table and receive the wine bread and receive the wine and receive communion together, even though we have our differences. The text, I think, would require us to hold tightly positions that we hold dear individually. So believing in a small federal government. OK, I I not only do I believe in private property, not only do I believe in biblical marriage, not only to believe do I believe in the right to life for all people. And, and I'm not going to be for the murder of the unborn. Um, not only am I that, but I'm also for small government. Or if you might say, no, I think we need a bigger federal, federal government. And you go back and there's federalists and anti-federalists in, in the same congregation. And we can see things a little bit differently. That is OK. Or you might even say we need a Christian prince. We need a monarchy. <laughs> OK, you can even say that there are differences that we can have when it comes to uh, when it comes to politics. But what we have to understand is they're theological. They're in the theological category. We cannot hide behind false doctrine and call it politics. And pastors, unfortunately, in churches, because of our nonprofit status, have been hiding for, I mean, decade after decade after decade. Unless you're a leftist, then you just bring the Bible to bear and you say, hey, we should love all people. And yeah, tranny stuff can go because, you know, the Bible. Leftists somehow can be, not, you know, so-called, they can quote the Bible for their wicked, vile purposes. But for anybody on the right that quotes the Bible for the truth, then they're called a Christian nationalist. And uh, I just think we need to rally. I know that we need to rally around the truth. If we can shift the category from this is political to this is theological, then we can have unity, even though we have our differences. But I think it requires, I think so many pastors, like I said, in this, they, they don't want to get into the racial conversation because they don't want more division. And instead of uh, they're out of fear of man, out of fear of black people for the white dudes or for the black dudes, black conservative after fear of, you know, or the black guy that really believes the black pastor that really believes in the three things that we just talked about. Uh, but he's scared because it's his congregation that's going to be divisive in the congregation. So step up and declare the truth. There has to be unity around the truth. And then underneath unity around the truth and the big things, we can have differences on the smaller things. Okay, guys, this has been quick, but I've hoped to wrap up this conversation and this whole series in a way that is helpful for you and that promotes unity in the context of a local church and ultimately faithfulness to God, because we don't want false unity. We don't want people, yeah, yeah, I'm a Republican and I'm a Democrat in 2023 and we all can get along together. No, we can't. No, we can't. Not and call ourselves Christians anyways. Now we can say, okay, we believe in these big things. Then we can have our differences in the application of theological truth in the public square. But we have to have that first, we have to have that unity first before we can have our differences that Romans chapter 14 talks about. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.